Chapter 6 The Holy Spirit, a Comforter. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things, and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. John 14, 26. God the Holy Spirit is a very loving comforter. I am in distress, and I need consolation. Some passer-by hears of my sorrow, and he steps within, sits down, and attempts to cheer me up. He speaks comforting words, but he doesn't love me. He's a stranger. He doesn't know me at all, but has only come in to try his skill. What is the consequence? His words run over me like oil upon a slab of marble. They are like the pattering rain upon the rock. They don't break my grief. It stands unmoved as adamant because he has no love for me. However, let someone who loves me as dearly as his own life come and plead with me, and then truly his words are music. They taste like honey. He knows the password of the doors of my heart and my ear is attentive to every word. I catch the intonation of each syllable as it falls, for it is like the harmony of the harps of heaven. Oh, there is a voice in love! It speaks a language all its own. It is an idiom and an accent that none can mimic. Wisdom cannot imitate it. Oratory cannot attain unto it. It is love alone that can reach the mourning heart. Love is the only handkerchief that can wipe the mourner's tears away. Is not the Holy Spirit a loving comforter? Do you know, O saint, how much the Holy Spirit loves you? Can you measure the love of the Spirit? Do you know how great the affection of His soul is toward you? Go and measure heaven. Go and weigh the mountains in the scales. Go and take the ocean's water and count each drop. Go and count the sand upon the sea's wide shore. When you have done all this, you can tell how much He loves you. He has loved you for a long time. He has loved you well. He has always loved you, and He will always love you. Certainly, He is the person to comfort you because He loves. Admit him then to your heart, O Christian, that he is able to comfort you in your distress. He is a faithful comforter. Love sometimes proves unfaithful. An unfaithful friend is sharper than a serpent's tooth. Oh, far more bitter than the gall of bitterness is to have a friend turn from me in my distress. Oh, woe of woes, to have one who loves me in my prosperity forsake me in the dark day of my trouble. This is sad indeed, but God's Spirit is not like that. He always loves, and loves even to the end. John 13, 1. He is a faithful comforter. Child of God, you are in trouble. A little while ago you found him a sweet and loving comforter. You obtained relief from him when others were only broken cisterns. He sheltered you and carried you in his arms. Oh, why do you distrust him now? Put away your fears, for he is a faithful comforter. Ah, you say, 
I am afraid that when I am sick I will be deprived of his ordinances. Nevertheless, he will visit you on your sick bed and will sit by your side to give you consolation. Ah, but I have distresses greater than you can conceive of. Wave upon wave rolls over me. Deep calleth unto deep at the noise of the Eternal's waterspouts. Psalm 42, 7. Nevertheless, he will be faithful to his promise. Ah, but I have sinned. So you have, but sin cannot sever you from his love. He loves you still. Think not, O poor downcast child of God, that he loves you less because the scars of your old sins have marred your beauty. Oh, no! He loved you when he foreknew your sin. He loved you with a knowledge of what the totality of your wickedness would be, and he does not love you less now. Come to him in all boldness of faith. Tell him that you have grieved him, and he will forget your wandering and will receive you again. The kisses of his love will be bestowed upon you, and the arms of his grace will embrace you. He is faithful. Trust him. He will never deceive you. Trust him. He will never leave you. He is an unwearied comforter. I have sometimes tried to comfort people who have been through trials. You now and then meet with the case of a nervous person. You ask, What is your trouble? You are told, and you try, if possible, to remove it. But while you are preparing your artillery to batter the trouble, you find that it has shifted its quarters and is occupying quite a different position. You change your argument and begin again, but it is gone again, and you are bewildered. You feel like Hercules cutting off the ever growing heads of the Hydra, and you give up your task in despair. You meet with people whom it is impossible to comfort, reminding us of the man who locked himself up in chains and threw the key away so that nobody could unlock him. I have found some people in the chains of despair. Oh, I am the one, they say, who has seen affliction. Pity me, pity me, O oh my friends. The more you try to comfort such people, the worse they get, and therefore, out of all heart, we leave them to wander alone among the tombs of their former joys. However, the Holy Spirit is never out of heart with those whom He wishes to comfort. He attempts to comfort us, and we run away from the sweet salve. He gives some sweet tonic to cure us, and we will not drink it. He gives some wondrous portion to charm away all our troubles, and we put it away from us. Still He pursues us, and although we say that we will not be comforted, He says we will be, and when He has said it, He does it. He is not to be wearied by all our sins or by all our murmurings. He is a wise comforter. Job had comforters, and I think he spoke the truth when he said, Miserable comforters are ye all. Job 16, 2. I dare say, though, that they esteemed themselves wise, and when the young man Elihu rose to speak, they thought he had a world of impudence. Were they not grave and reverend seniors? Did not they comprehend Job's grief and sorrow? If they could not comfort him, who could? But they did not find out the cause. They did not think that he was really a child of God. They thought he was self-righteous, and they gave him the wrong medicine. It is a bad situation 
when the doctor mistakes the disease and gives a wrong prescription, and so perhaps kills the patient. Sometimes when we go and visit people, we mistake their disease and want to comfort them on this point, whereas they do not require any such comfort at all, but they would be better left alone than hurt by such unwise comforters as we are. But oh, how wise the Holy Spirit is! He takes the soul, lays it on the table, and dissects it in a moment. He finds out the root of the matter, he sees where the complaint is, and then he applies the knife where something is required to be taken away, or puts a plaster where the sore is, and he never makes a mistake. Oh, how wise the blessed Holy Spirit is! I turn from every comforter and leave them all, for he alone gives the wisest consolation. He is a safe comforter. All comfort is not safe. Pay attention to that. There is a young man over there, very melancholy. Do you know how he became so? He stepped into the house of God and heard a powerful preacher, and the word was blessed and convinced him of sin. When he went home, his father and the rest found that there was something different about him. Oh, they said, John is mad, he's crazy. What did his mother say? Send him into the country for a week, let him go to the ball or to the theatre. John, did you find any comfort there? No, they made me worse, for while I was there I thought hell might open and swallow me up. Did you find any relief in the entertainment of the world? No, you say, I thought it was an idle waste of time. Alas, this is miserable comfort, but it is the comfort of the people of the world. When a Christian gets into distress, many will recommend to him this remedy and that remedy. Go and hear Mr. So-and-so preach. Invite a few friends to your house. Read such-and-such a book. Very likely it is the most unsafe advice in the world. The devil will sometimes come to people's souls as a false comforter, and he will say to the soul, What need is there to make all this fuss about repentance? You are no worse than other people. He will try to make the soul believe that what is presumption is the real assurance of the Holy Spirit, and so he deceives many by false comfort. There have been many people, like infants, destroyed by elixirs given to lull them to sleep. Many have been ruined by the cry of peace, peace, when there is no peace. Jeremiah 6 14, hearing gentle things when they ought to be stirred to action. Cleopatra's asp was brought in a basket of flowers, and men's ruin often lurks in fair and sweet speeches. However, the Holy Spirit's comfort is safe, and you can rest on it. Let Him speak the word, and there is a reality about it. Let Him give the cup of consolation, and you can drink it to the bottom, for in its depths there is no sediment. There is nothing in it to intoxicate or harm. It is all safe. He is an active comforter. He doesn't comfort by words, but by deeds. Some people comfort by saying, Be ye warmed and filled, yet give nothing. James 2.16. But the Holy Spirit gives. He intercedes with Jesus. He gives us promises. He gives us grace. He comforts us. 
He is always a successful comforter. He never attempts what he cannot accomplish. He is an ever-present comforter. You never have to send for him. Your God is always near you, and when you need comfort in your distress, behold, the Word is near you, even in your mouth and in your heart. Romans 10:8. He is an ever-present help in time of trouble. Psalm 46, 1.